Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood upon their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle in you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. I have done it, declares the Lord. May God bless the reading of his word. Well, good morning. My name is Tom Tarver. I am the lead pastor here at Asbury, and, uh, and uh, Trudy Paul is vacationing, a well-deserved vacation. Uh, she'll be back uh, in the saddle uh, next Sunday and looking forward to her return and uh, wishing her, if you're viewing at home, uh, uh, Trudy, uh, God bless you, and we look forward to when you get back. Um, Today is, of course, uh, Pentecost Sunday. We're all dressed in red, or most of us are. Uh, not everybody got the memo, but, uh, but uh, many of us did. And, and so I start with an unusual question, considering what day it is. But uh, have, you, uh, have you been to a cemetery? Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost without fail, most of us, if not all of us, have been to a cemetery. And, uh, and then the second question is, why? Why were you at the cemetery? And, uh, and my guess is most of you said, well, someone that uh, you knew died, you went to the funeral, and then you went to the cemetery for the burial. But, uh, you know, my, uh, my experience in, in Corpus Christi is uh, that that's not the only reason to go to a cemetery. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was, I was thinking about this. Uh, it's been almost five years ago uh, when I first arrived here, and, uh, and I settled into a garage apartment uh, at First Church's uh, uh, Pastor's Parsonage. 
And, uh, and while I was there, on Saturdays, I would walk uh, uh, all the way down to where the cemetery was. I'd pray all the way there. Then I would turn around and I'd preach all the way back. And, uh, and so, you know, it was just simply a part of my walking route is to go to the cemetery. Um, also, somebody asked me, where's uh, uh, Selena's uh, grave? And, uh, and I didn't have an answer to that. Uh, in my walking back and forth uh, in, uh, uh, along the shoreline, you know, a lot of folks are tourists and they want to know where Selena's grave was. Well, to be a good Corpus Christian, I found out where that was. And uh, so I was there doing my due diligence to, so I would be able to uh, join the Chamber of Commerce when I retired, you know. And, <laughs> Uh, and, and then the, the other reason I've, uh, I've been in a cemetery was to do bird watching because one of the hot spots in the, the Corpus or the Coastal Bend area is Rose Hill Cemetery. That's where birders go in the spring. And, and so there are different reasons to go to cemeteries other than just simply there's been a funeral and now there's a burial and now we're at the cemetery. But, uh, you know, Despite that, I was, I, you know, the reason I started thinking in this direction in the first place was uh, a few weeks ago, I was calling the uh, Veterans Administration uh, that dealt with, uh, with, uh, with uh, planning uh, a service for a, a, a veteran, and in this case it was my dad, and, and so I called them and, and uh, was immediately put on hold because there's a lot of uh, families who are calling at the same time about uh, uh, a loved uh, one who has passed on that's a, a veteran. And so as I'm listening uh, to uh, what was going on, the, on on the phone, they're telling me about what was happening in the National Cemetery System, uh, the next new one that, uh, that's on the horizon. And if I heard it right, it's coming in 2009. So it's like, uh, I think you need to update your... Uh, your call system. But the, the phrase that kind of caught my attention uh, was when they said the, the reason that they did this, they, they, their purpose is to serve the families of those who served our nation. And, uh, and how long are, are they going to do this? And, and the word they used to describe how long they were committed to this purpose is in perpetuity. That's a long time. And, uh, and, and then I started thinking about this, and I asked uh, s- several people over the past week, so when's the last time you went to, to the cemetery? And, and uh, you know, th- it was for a parent or, or a friend or something like that. And I said, well, are you going to, when's the next time you're going to go back to that place? And it's like, don't plan on it. You know, I was there because of the burial, but I don't plan on going back. And I, I haven't been back to uh, a place where I often went as a kid and as a, 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 as a, uh, as a veteran during my army years and then, uh, then college and seminary years. I did all of this. Uh, I went to a place called Bowie, Texas, because that's where my dad grew up. That's where his parents lived. And uh, I haven't been there in probably 10 years now. Why? Well, because the last uh, living relative was buried 
in Bowie, and I had no reason to return. I haven't had a reason to return to Bowie. And, and, and the reason I'm saying all of this is, is sometimes within the life of the church, uh, we, are, we are basically thinking in terms uh, of, of the National Cemetery's purpose. We are here to serve those who served the church. We are here to serve the families of those who serve the church. And, uh, and, and when we think about maintaining our, our buildings and our grounds, part of that is we want to we uh, capture and, and hold on to the memories uh, of the past and, and the things that happened in the past. But the other thing that happens if that is our focus as a church is those who haven't been a part of those memories or uh, those whose memories, uh, let's just say, are, have weakened over time, uh, they begin to think, well, there's really no reason to go to church because nobody's died lately. And, uh, and, and with that in mind, I want to look at this passage because we begin to see the, the influence of the Holy Spirit and what it is to be, be a part of the church and have the Spirit present and at work in our lives and that uh, that there's this this opportunity to to embrace our memories but prioritize our mission to embrace our memories but prioritize our mission so uh, in this uh, Ezekiel writes in uh, in the first verse the hand of the Lord was on me And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. And so here is uh, is, uh, Ezekiel, and he is being moved by the Holy Spirit uh, uh, and placed in a valley uh, full of bones, uh, dry bones, he'll later describe this, uh, very dry bones, so this is a place of death and, the, uh, and uh, a battle, uh, but it's been a while. It's been so long that all that's left is bones, and those are very dry. Now, again, I want to I point out, this wasn't his idea to basically go to this valley cemetery. It was God's uh, idea, God's plan, and it was through the power of the Holy Spirit that he was moved. Uh, the other thing I want to uh, highlight is the simple fact that we are talking about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit isn't something uh, that showed up uh, on Pentecost Sunday, uh, which is first century. It's after Jesus has been uh, crucified, dead, buried, and raised from the dead. That's when Pentecost Sunday happens. It's 50 days after the resurrection, uh, uh, but that wasn't the uh, arrival of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been at work throughout uh, all of uh, time and will continue its work all the way through to the end of time. And, uh, and we see that even in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, but it also talks about the work of the Holy Spirit. The, Holy, uh, the, the Spirit of God hovered over the seas or the waters. And so uh, from the very beginning, the Holy Spirit was present 
and active in creation and, and bringing order out of chaos, light out of darkness. And then, of course, we see the Holy Spirit uh, embracing or, or working through a, a number of people in the, in the Hebrew Scriptures, including Ezekiel. And so, with that in mind, then we continue to look at this. So the Holy Spirit has brought uh, Ezekiel to this cemetery, this valley of death. And, uh, and at that point, then God has this conversation with him. And God asks a question. He says, Son of man, can these bones live? And uh, it's a great question. It's a troubling question. Because when we think about that in, in relation to uh, the church, can these bones live? Can this church continue? Does this church have a future? And, 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 and here's the interesting thing about this, is that, that I, uh, Ezekiel uh, doesn't have a yes or no uh, answer to that. And, and, and really, it's impossible for him to answer that question because he's going to, in his day and time, just like in our day and time, if we were looking at, uh, you know, uh, a hole filled full of bones, not necessarily human bones, not after a battle, but just say you know, we, we're looking at a bunch of uh, fish bones that somebody had thrown off to the side and, and, and God is speaking to you and me and he says, can these bones live? You're going to say... No, of course not. Not at all. And, 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 you know, that's from his human perspective. If you're asking me, God, can I make these things come alive? The answer is no. And, and uh, again, in the, in the life of the church, in the life of the church, we may be searching for answers for how we can continue, how we, how we might have a future, and we can say, well, you know, uh, we've got this pastor, and we're, gonna, we're, we're depending on the pastor having all the right answers, and he can help me, uh, help us uh, to, to be alive. And, uh, and, and, you know, as the current pastor, current administration, I can say, you asked me uh, that question, I'd say, if it depends on me, it's not going to happen. It will, you know, whatever we're talking about, it will die. Well, we've got a new pastor coming, uh, Pastor Forrest, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to uh, let you know that if, uh, and uh, I'm speaking for Forrest, and, uh, but I think uh, he, would, he would say this as well, if it depends entirely on the new pastor that there would be life and a future at Asbury, the answer would be no. If uh, we think about, well, maybe it's the, the youth ministry or the children's ministry, or if we have the right staff or the right uh, church leaders, or if we sing the right songs and we ha uh, have the right programs, the right structure. And I'm going to say, you can go through the entire list of, of the possibilities of human effort, and if God is asking us that question and uh, we have to respond if it depends on us and our programs and our music and our staff and our, uh, our church leaders, and it's going to die. Now, 
Ezekiel was wise enough to recognize that, and he makes a statement, and this is really the place where we have to, this is the foundation. Sovereign Lord, only you, or you alone know. And what, what Ezekiel do, did then and what we need to do today is to establish the fact that we live or die because of the sovereignty of God. That God is the one who chooses that life and death happen within the life and, uh, of a church. And we, we just start to say, Lord, you alone know our future. You alone know the answer to your question. If it depends on me, if it depends on us, we're going to die. But now we're turning to you and, it's, and saying, you're the one that we depend on. Once that, that you know, it's kind of like once Ezekiel makes that statement, God has a, has a job for him. He said, okay, now that you've, you acknowledge that I am sovereign, uh, we can work together. And he says to him, to the, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So he says, prophesy to the dry bones, speak to that which is dead, and tell that which is dead, hear the word of the Lord. And then God says, I will, and he follows that with, you will. I will, you will. I will, you will. And, and he goes through and, and, and says, this is my part. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put meat on those bones. I'm going to breathe life into those bones, and you will stand up. And you will be alive. And, and, and so, so uh, we read the response. Here's, here's what, uh, after hearing that, uh, this is what uh, Ezekiel d- does. He says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. In other words, God told me to do this, I did it. And so he was in a, in a, in a, a position where, first of all, he's acknowledged, God, you're great, you're sovereign, you're all-powerful, and now I'm all ears. And he listened with obedient expectancy. He expected to hear from God, and he expected to obey what he heard from God, and he did it. I, I prophesied as I was commanded. And the moment that that happened, things began to move. He heard rattling. And he watched as, as bones scattered all over the place began to move and, and come together. And then he saw skeletons that he could actually dis- see the distinctive uh, differences between this one and that one and that one and that one and, 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 and so he saw structure all around him that he could recognize it wasn't broken bones and, and scattered bones it was skeletons and muscle and then again all came on uh, and was, was put on you know meat on the bones 
And, and as I look at that, you know, he, he speaks to the, to the dry bones, he speaks to the bones, and, and, and he, he says, listen to the word of the, of the Lord, and then things begin to happen. When I think about that in relation to, uh, to Asbury, what I see in here is he speaks to, to the, the people, and the people begin to, to get organized. And I think that's one of the things that's happening definitely right now as we, as we come out of COVID protocols, as things shift in our society, we, we, we've already been talking about uh, what comes next, uh, both the, the leadership and the staff, that there's conversations that are happening and we're beginning to, to see both process, meaning structure, and progress, meaning movement, that those two things are happening. And it's interesting, it's not necessarily happening in one particular person. In fact, the process person and the progress person, that's an interesting conversation. Saying, no, 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 let's not watch out yet until we have the process. Yeah, basically, until we have the whole plane built. <laughs> and the others said, well, once we get in the air, we'll figure things out. Uh, but, but that's going on right now at, at Asbury. As we transition from one pastor to the next, it's still there is structure that's being built into the life of the church. But here's the interesting thing. So structure is there. That you can see uh, there are human beings uh, all around. But he says there was no breath in them. In other words, they look like they could get up and walk, but I know they can't because they're laying down all across the, the, the valley. There's, there, there, there's structure, but... They're still dead. And so, uh, again, uh, just a reminder for us uh, as, uh, as the people of God that, uh, that we can put all the, we can have the programs, we can have the process, we can even have some uh, type of uh, progress and it still be just, really, we're dead. So something else had to take place and, and after that, then uh, God uh, then speaks to, again to Ezekiel and says, Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Okay, you've talked, spoken to the people, now speak to the Spirit. And it's an interesting concept that he's inviting this, uh, this prophet who's been moved by the Spirit to speak to the Spirit and say, this is what God, and uh, God the Father, this is what God the Father says for me to tell you, Spirit. And, uh, and so he speaks to the Spirit, and the, and the Spirit then begins to move. There's this wind that comes through, and, the, and, and there is breath that is breathed into each of those, uh, uh, each of those bodies. Uh, and the uh, same thing is, it happens in, in Pentecost, that uh, the disciples had the, had the good news, they had some sense of structure, there, were, there was leadership and all of these things, but they weren't ready to, to bring life to the church until life came in the form of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit descended 
like tongues of fire. And suddenly, that which was almost alive became fully alive in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And in that particular case, in that day with Ezekiel, he, saw, he spoke the, uh, to the breath and basically what we did earlier in song. Come, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them, they came to life. Uh, and now, how does he know that? Well, he says, and they stood up. There was movement upward. And they formed an army, and they were ready to, to not only stand up and move up, but they were ready to move out. Now, God continues to speak to, to Ezekiel, and, and, and in a moment, well, this is what he said. Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. And what he was saying in, in that day and time, what he's saying to us today is, it's not just a miracle, it's a message that recognizing, acknowledging I am God and being willing to hear the word and then respond to the word and open to the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm calling Israel to. This is what I'm calling the church to. And, and, and then this is his promise. If you can hear my word, acknowledge that I am your God, and be open to my, the presence of my Holy Spirit, I will put my Spirit in you, and you will live. Now, in all of this, I want to come back to you know, the way we think and how we respond as a church today, tomorrow, days to come. First of all, I want to acknowledge um, the entire time I've been here, uh, how, they put, how is it put? There's been green in the wood, I think is the, the saying. No matter how it has appeared on the outside, there's been life inside of the church. And, that, and that's tr uh, true today. I anticipate it will be true tomorrow. So I'm not saying we're dead and we're almost dying. I know some ha uh, have felt that way. But uh, again, there's, there's, there's green in the wood. And, and there is life here. And, and what I, I want us to be sensitive to is, is uh, again, coming back to the statement I made much earlier we need to embrace our memories. Uh, we need to remember our past. Uh, and to some extent, we need to honor it. But when it comes to prioritizing, we always have to prioritize the mission over the memories. That, that the call of God, God brings life so that life can come. In other words, the life in you creates the life in the church, and draws others to that life. This is a world that needs the hope of Christ, the light of Christ, the presence and comfort of the Holy Spirit. And for that to happen, 
we have to acknowledge only you, know, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. And we welcome your word and your spirit here at Asbury. To live, to love, to laugh. It is all Jesus Christ. Amen.